Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm gonna watch it. Believe me, I, I really, I, I really love the. I was gonna ask him for a prediction. This is Tim Roy, and you're listening to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Uh, I think the Warriors hung up the phone last night, mid call. Absolutely, mid game. Evan Giddings in with Jason Dumas here for Matt Steinmetz, Daryl Guru Johnson. They'll be back soon. A couple of uh, family issues with the boys, so we send our love out to them. I do want to get out to the phones, though. I want to hear from the people, Jane. We've been chopping it up about the Warriors' loss last night, the road, kind of how they got here, what moves could be possibly made, what, if anything, can be done to salvage this season. I don't know if people think that it's still a salvageable point in the year for the Golden State Warriors. Right now, three games under five hundred at game 37, about a month, a little less than a month until the trade deadline. What do you do? We want to hear from you. 888-957-9570. Viking Dave in Fairfield's been hanging on. We appreciate you. What's up, Viking Dave? You're on with Evan and Jason here on 95.7 The Game. How you doing? First-time caller, long-time listener, and uh, I'm going to make this short and sweet. I've been married 31 years in a row with my wife and watching the great Nate Thurman play. Congrats, man. And, uh, you know, last night, Tyson took the cake, you know, uh, there was no umph there, and uh, the young guys were out there playing, and the you know veterans were sitting down, and and uh, you know, Draymond Green was there. I'm surprised he didn't have a shot caller, you know, on and and uh, didn't go off. But anyway, uh, it's another story. What got me is that uh, the young guys were out there playing, and when Kurt, Coach Curry, Curry play, uh, calls the timeout, none of the veterans get up and and, and Pat him on the ass, or say, "Hey, good job, guys." It's, it's, it's go. There's no energy there. There's no 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 energy whatsoever. And what got me is when they when they come out and play, the the camera's panning at at Curry. Curry's like staring at the wall, not even blinking an eye. Probably thinking, "I wonder what's for dinner tonight." You know that kind of attitude. And then the camera pans on on Clay Thompson, and Thompson's like staring at the paint and the floor, like. Well, I guess you know. After the game, I'm going to just put my captain's hat on and, and cruise the bay and hear Captain and, and Tennille and Muskrat Love. I mean, there's no, there's no oomph there. There's no, there's no energy. There's just. Yeah, no, like, I appreciate it. I, I think what, what he was touching on is something Kerr also discussed, and that was the lack of voices yesterday, and really the lack of voices since Chris Paul went down with his hand injury, Jay, because. There's not a vocal leader right now on the floor. Not that the Warriors don't have leadership, but there's no one to say, hey, you need to be here, you need to be here. Everyone, like, there's no one to, in your question last night, there's no one to galvanize the troops right now. Close your eyes real quick, E. If I told you okay. 1-11-2019, okay. five years ago, that you would say, the Warriors miss Chris Paul's leadership. What would you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would have been in Houston? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, James Harden wouldn't have told you that. Oh, man. this yeah, It's just crazy. Even this discourse. Like, we're talking that we are talking about Chris Paul. They missed leadership. Chris Paul last night. They absolutely they missed the last do. two games. They absolutely do. I mean, what, what was one of the reasons why among the many, you know, some unfortunate reasons why they got rid of Jordan Poole. One of the main reasons, and Steve Kerr said it indirectly, we needed more adults in the room. Chris Paul's an adult. And that's an indictment 
to the guys on this roster. And I don't want to look. Steve said Steph Curry has such a burden and it's unfair. And I largely agree with him. I I really, really do. But when Chris Paul and Draymond Green are away from the court and Steve Kerr says it's silent out there, there's no energy, that's an issue. And the only two people you can look at from there is Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, whether you like it or not. Look, I, I know Steph, to many people, is beyond beyond reproach. You know, like, And for some of those reasons, I get it. I, I honestly do. But... The lack of energy and, you know, the lack of emotion, like, that has to fall on someone's shoulder. It just does. And you can't just, oh, Draymond and Chris are here and so nobody else is going to step up and fill in that role. Like, that's an issue. That's an issue. Like, every coach will tell you, every scout will tell you, body language, effort, energy, none of that takes talent. It doesn't. None of that takes talent. That's something that you should bring to work every day. Now, I know that's in an ideal world. Mm -hmm. I don't bring that to work every day. I I try to, but some days I don't have it. It's harder some days than others, for sure. But this has been two games in a row now. And after that game on Sunday, I asked Steve Kerr if the energy level and effort level of his team concerned him. And I think you were in the room. He said it was a one-off. You know, 82-game season, you have these clunkers. He was asked the same thing. On on a Wednesday night, and he gave us a real a realer answer. He said, "We lack our we lack our energy. We lack our belief. And what was the final word? Like his spirit, his spirit. We lack our spirit." Let, let Let's take a listen to that cut because I, I I thought he hit on all the things you're talking about right now. Here's Steve Kerr after the loss to the Pelicans. Yeah, we deserved it for sure. You know, fell fell behind immediately, and uh, I think we're just lacking confidence right now. You know, it's it's um, you get to a, a stage sometimes where you just kind of lose your belief, and uh, it happens. And that's what's happened right now with our team the last few days. I think we've um, you know we've just lost the spirit, the confidence that has to carry you. You know, against um, talented teams night in and night out. And I think you tweeted this out, Jay. We heard him say they lost, in so many words, belief, confidence, and spirit. That's been building. That's not something that just happens overnight. Mm -mm. And it's not even something that maybe has happened in the last two games. I think it's happened over the course of this homestand, which is why I, I tried to ask Curry what he thought had changed from the beginning to the end of this homestand, the, the different place that they're in. And they weren't necessarily in a great place. I mean, they're a 500 basketball team, but they were trending in the right direction. And all the work that it seemed like they did just completely got undermined by the lack of focus, the lifelessness, and the results, quite frankly. And so when you hear Steve Kerr say that, and pretty much the same question that he was asked on Sunday, my radar does go up. And it's not just about Steve Kerr. It's not just about Stephen Curry. It's about everyone from the top of the organization, from Joe Lacob down to the bottom person at Chase Center. Everyone in the Warriors organization right now is searching for answers. And it does feel like that answer is a reflection and an indication more so, an indication of where this team is at which hopefully is rock bottom because I don't know how you get lower than this. Yeah, if if you get lower than this, that's when people really just start losing their jobs. And, and I'm not talking about Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr will never get fired. If anything, he just won't get re-signed if, if, if it got to that point. But I don't even think we're at that point yet. I still think Steve can make his own choice. He he might not want to come back. But, you know, I still think he, he, he will have that in him. We haven't got to that point. But if this is not rock bottom, that is when people do lose their jobs. And I'm more so just talking about players and lose their jobs here. Obviously, pretty much everybody on the roster is going to have a job in the NBA probably next year. But, I mean, you heard it. You heard Klay Thompson's response. They get lower than this. Shams said it. Shams didn't just pull that out of thin air. He was told that by someone within the Warriors organization directly. That's that's just how Shams operates. I, I know that guy. He is plugged in. That's not a theory or an opinion. He was given that. Someone told him that. Someone who knows. Mm-hmm. So if you get lower than this, that's when you start wondering, are, 
is Clay going to get flipped? Look, Clay is, can be a valuable piece to a team if he if he accepts a role. You know, the Warders have gotten muddy here in, in Golden State. He's been here so long. He's comfortable. He has been the incumbent. You know, in, in his eyes, he's probably the second best player. He should have the second most important role. Whatever you want to make of that is just it is what it is. He's been here so long. But he goes to another team like a, a contender. They can say, remember what Ray Allen did in Miami, kind of transitioned to that part of his career. And he had like two, three great years in Miami for what his role was. He was extremely important to them, but he knew what he was. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a ball dominant guy. He was getting the ball in space, shooting threes. He was a specialist and it, it, it helped extend his career. If Ray Allen kept playing like the Ray Allen of Milwaukee and his earlier days in Boston when he was in Miami, that would have been an issue. It just would have. Clay is still kind of at that point in his career where I am not sure someone close to him has had a conversation with him about who he is, what he is, and how he can really preserve the longevity and dignity of his career. Now, I don't want it to make it seem like I'm talking about Clay like he's a bum now. He's not. He's not a bum. But there's some realizations that you just have to have, you know, with yourself. You just do. Clay, he's past the point of being the second second best player on a team that's going to win a championship. They won one two years ago. He wasn't the second best player. He actually didn't even have a great postseason. I, I would argue that Jordan Poole was kind of better than him. Hmm. You know, just from the totality of the season, from start to finish. I mean, oh well, yeah. I mean, he only played like thirty games that season. Yeah, he played the most minutes in the playoffs. He, I think, he was more effective than Poole, certainly in the finals. But Poole's first round series was historic. Yeah, but even like he was. I mean, he might have been more steady than Poole in the finals. But like even that closeout game. Poole was great that closeout game. Remember, was it that third? Hit a big three at the end of the third quarter. Was yeah, it was like that second or third quarter yeah. where the Warriors went on like an eighteen zero run. Yeah, that was like Pool. Pool was getting buckets. Him and like Steph. So the ebbs and flows of Pool's game in the playoffs was kind of a problem. Clay was a little more steady, but like Pool's best was better than Clay that postseason. Poole was probably more of a difference maker. Yeah, his bad kind of stunk it up, but his good like actually won them games. That that Memphis series, uh, I think it was game two mm-hmm. when Draymond was suspended or he got kicked out of the game for that, and, and Poole just went off. So, you know, there's my 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 long winded point about Clay is if this is rock if this isn't rock bottom and it gets worse and the Warriors do want to float. Clay Thompson's name on a trade block, I do think there would be appeal. Because if a team can say, hey, Clay, this is what we got going on. We want to win another championship and you can help us. He can. He's a he, That shot hasn't left. It's kind of the other stuff and what he thinks he is. And, you know, Steve has talked about it. His body language when things aren't going right. Him just forcing himself on the team in the sense of like, I need to do this. This is what I can still do. And like trying to prove it to everybody and taking everyone out the flow of their game. That still persists. And that's been an issue. And if things get worse, as Sham said, everyone is on the table, including Clay Thompson. And everyone is on the table except for Stephen Curry. That's where the Warriors are at after the loss last night to the New Orleans Pelicans. 888 is the number. Let's go out to Austin in San Jose. Was at the game last night. What's up, Austin? You're on with Evan and Jay here on 957 The Game. What's, What's up, up, fellas? Always What's good up, to awesome. talk to you guys. Evan, you're holding down the fort. Doing a good job, Evan. Listen, um, hey, man, I was at the game last night. I don't get to go to many games. I'm a paying guy, but I don't have a lot of money. But my wife and I enjoyed the game anyway. I'm, so, I'm sorry, but Austin. i tell you what, man, uh, everything that you guys have been saying was true. When you're live, you get a chance to see a lot, as you guys know, that you don't see on television, you know. And I watched the body language of the players. I watched the body language. I could see Joe Laker from where I was. I mean, there is a bad stench in the air, man. I don't know how else to put it. Um, there's definitely something going on. They look like a team that knows something's coming, whatever that means to you. Uh, there's definitely something coming. They played like it. Uh, the enthusiasm wasn't there. I watched the rebounding. We just focused on the re- lack of rebounding and the effort that was going into grabbing rebounds. It was terrible. And that goes from the veterans to, to Kaminga. I, I just think that they're going to have to – make some moves. Uh, I don't think there's any questions. 
somebody's going. And I think everybody should be on the table, Jason. I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, there, and everybody can be fired, by the way. You said you don't believe Steve can be fired. I, I wouldn't. I would never go there. I think anybody can be fired. So, so hold on. Uh, before we let I, you go, before we let you go, uh, when you say you think everyone should be on the table, is that included Steph Curry? Oh, I, I think I think you got to keep the chef. And the reason why, though, is is not because of not because of necessarily performance right now, but there's the entertainment aspect of it. I mean, let's be honest. If you, if you don't have the chef in that house, who's coming? Who are you going to pay to see? Yeah, that's very I mean, true. So, so Steph the, so is that, lucrative. So that's what's holding. So that's the whole thing with me. But as far as performance, yeah, I think everybody should be on the table, Jason. I mean, Clay Thompson. Look at his fourth quarter numbers. You guys, everybody wants to work, everybody wants to walk softly around Clay. We all love Clay from the past, but that's not Clay now. His fourth quarter performances, you can look it up. Last time I checked, he was averaging like four points in the fourth quarter. Okay, so is that a is that a guy that's a that's a prime player? I don't think so. So I mean, everything's on the table right now, guys. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, and he brought up the person that that really is at the forefront of all this and these decisions, and that's that's Joe Lakin, the guy who was in the building, sitting courtside, mid-court, for each of these last two games, watching 51 people... 51 points combined, loss, over the last two. Watching people leave early, hearing boos cascade down during the middle of the game. The owner of the Golden State Warriors has footed a near $400, $400 million bill for this season. I think it's like three ninety three or something like that. $186 million in luxury taxes. Last year, he spent nearly $330 million, $140 in luxury tax. Joe Lacob has spent over $700 million on these last two seasons. Last year went nowhere for reasons we don't have to rehash. This year looks like it's heading nowhere. Lacob's not footing the largest tax bill in NBA history for this. He's not... He's not shelling out dough left and right to watch his team get run off the floor, watch people leave Chase Center early. No. Oh. That's that's why we're talking about the type of decisions that might be made in the next couple of weeks, might be made in the next couple of days, might be made in the next couple of hours, is because change needs to happen. And Curry talked about it after the game. The redundancy of, of some of these games, of some of these efforts, the the quietness the lack of belief, the lack of confidence, all of that is exuding from the Golden State Warriors in a way that we haven't seen since before Steve Kerr, before Mark Jackson really was even head coach of this basketball team. I have not seen back-to-back efforts like that from the Warriors outside of the pandemic season. We'll put that aside because that was under different circumstances. But in a year in which you had Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and I guess you said Draymond Green's on the roster and they've been playing games, or at least the Splash Brothers have been playing games. I've never seen consecutive efforts like that for a home crowd. It took me back to my my childhood, like going out to see <laughs> the Warriors in the early 2000s or the mid-2000s, outside of the We Believe year. There were years in which you went to go see the other team. The Warriors looked closer to that place than a team that was two years ago winning championships. And that is something that Joe Lacob is absolutely not going to stand for when he's paying nearly $400 million. Yeah, like, I really wish I could just, I I truly want to know how Steph Curry is feeling right now. Like, I know he's been asked in different ways, like, what he thinks about this, what he thinks about that, what do you guys need to do? And he's going to give the right answers, of course, because he's a leader. He knows how the media thing works. He's very well-versed. Uh, he's been media trained. Now, I'm not trying to say he's a robot and he doesn't He doesn't mean what he says. But this is really the first time he's kind of had to endure this in his career. Like you said, pandemic year, they stunk, but he wasn't really there. Last year, even though it was a struggle and there was a lot of stuff that went on, at the end of the day, they weren't that bad. They made it to the second round. Was that a six-game series with the Lakers? I can't even yeah. remember. Six-game yeah. series. You know, there were there were a couple wins from going to an NBA NBA Western Conference Finals. Like things weren't that bad, even with everything going on. So, you know, there was a lot of optimism after that year. Like, look, we we made it to the second round, and things didn't go right. I know, you know. Pre pre dynasty when he like tweeted like I promise we're gonna get this right 
you know, those were some down years. But this, after he's set the standard, he has never struggled like this. And I just wonder what's going through his head. I've seen people on our text line saying he seems checked out. I I heard that soundbite where he said doing the same thing is insanity. But even though what it sounds like, yeah, trade people, I'm not even sure he really meant it that way. It's just I really wish, like... We got to we got to try to get one of his boys on, on on the show or something to see if they'll spill some beans. Because, <laughs> like I want to know what Steph Curry's saying about this team when he's like chilling with like Jason Richards or Aisha having a beer or having his new his new bourbon. Like, yeah. what does he really think? Because he has never experienced anything like this. It has to be kind of jarring for him. Well, and I think it speaks to what Kerr's talking about and the unfairness to Curry. I, I don't know if it's necessarily unfair for you know a star player to have to burden themselves with the results of the team. Like when Curry scores, I think it's thirty or more points. They're you know, twelve and five, and when they're not, do the math. You know, when when he doesn't play well, they lose. Yeah, like last night, like the last two nights. I mean, Curry was two of fourteen against the the Raptors. He didn't play that well last night. No one played well outside of maybe Moses Moody, but that that's not the point. Like when Curry doesn't play well, really, when you don't have multiple players playing well, it's very difficult to win games, and that's where the Warriors, I think, are in a, in a a realization of where this roster's at. This team does not look like it's very good. And that isn't on coaching. That isn't on Steph. If anything, it's on the construction of the team in the front office. But I can't necessarily fault even them for that because you had no way of understanding just how fo- how steep the drop-off between the team you're talking about last year, which certainly had problems. But you could make a case that those were non-basketball related. That was the reason why they fell to the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. Because Wiggins missed two months. Because Draymond hit a teammate. Because Poole was up and down. Because Curry missed time. Not a lot of those things have transpired this year outside of Draymond. They've had good health. Chris Paul's been the first major injury outside of maybe GP2, but to a top six rotation player that's missed extended time. The Warriors have been healthy, and they haven't been able to get it together. And that's why we're talking about the difficult decisions that are going to have to be made and have to be made soon right now. And I want to hear what the Warriors fans have to say about this at 888-957-9570. Horace and Hayward, what's up? You're on with Evan and Jason. How you doing? Yo, Horace. Yeah, I listen to you guys every morning. And I've played a lot of basketball in my life. So, uh... You a bucket? I back in the, in the six... Huh? Are you a bucket? No, I'm not, I'm not just so a bucket, but I played back in the 60s when when basketball was really basketball, and I was taught to play the right way. I played four years at Cal Poly, which I'm in the Basketball Hall of Fame. So I played a lot of basketball. I played in the Rucker. I played a whole bunch of basketball. Oh, damn. Okay. And I, I sit up there and listen, listen to all these people call that uh, everybody gets a trophy. They ain't never done nothing. They ain't never done a darn thing at a high level. All they do is look at, oh, so-and-so is not scoring. I look at the game very differently every time I watch it. And I don't watch when I watch basketball because I've been around it so long. When I watch basketball, I also watch the weak side. And I also watch what they're doing on the weak side defensively. And the reason why Kaminga, uh, uh, fine. Offensively, when he gets the ball, fine. Fundamentally, He's not sound. He hasn't been taught how to, how to play the weak side. He he has. You cannot talk basketball to him, and he can put it in action because he's never been around it enough. So when you talk about, hey man, you need to drop to the line of the ball. Hey man, don't let that guy straight line cut. I don't even know if that kind of that kind of talk registers to him. Mm. But if you have been around basketball players and played a lot of basketball, if somebody come talk to me about, hey man, you know you got the weak side. You know ain't but one play over there. You know who you're guarding. Okay, if somebody's over there I know can't score, I ain't going to worry about him. But I know if this guy's a threat, then I'm I'm not going to be cheating off trying to help. And those are the kind of things that Kaminga doesn't understand. Moody, Moody's been taught high school basketball. He's played high level. I mean, he's been taught right. And the point guard for Santa Clara got good coaching in high school. And you can tell that Moody doesn't have that kind of sense. You see Chris Paul talking to him. You see Kerry talking to him. You see Jamon Green talking to him, sometimes pushing him to a spot where he should be. And when you get on the pro level, you, 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 if you don't have those kind of knowledge about how to play and when to do it, he's going to be up and down. You know what I loved the other night? Steve, Steve Kerr old schooling. 
He complained about not playing. He played him 36 minutes or whatever, 38 minutes. He got 11 points. <laughs> but he left his ass out there. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Horace. That, now, that's the... I am a huge Kaminga guy. I'm usually the guy defending him, the guy advocating for him, you know, because it's just my opinion and it's what I see. Everybody kind of sees the game differently and has a right to their own opinion. I am typically a lift-up Kaminga guy because I think they need his skill set. I think he has been done wrong more than anyone on the roster aside maybe Moses Moody. I think he filled in admirably for Andrew Wiggins when he went AWOL. And what did he get for that? He made a couple mistakes early in that Sacramento series and just kind of got vanished from the rotation. I think he deserved better than that after the way he filled in for Wiggins. But I do think a legitimate beef with Andrew Wig with Jonathan Kaminga is his feel for the game. Is a lot to be desired. There are certain, and I don't even know if, at this point in his career, I kind of think that is what it is, and it's like, who knows if it's going to be get much better because it's it's hard to kind of like teach feel. You kind of just naturally pick that up by how you are taught to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Some people have it, some people don't. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. But that is the one legitimate beef with Jonathan Kaminga. And I I do want to dig into J.K. a little more on the other side because I think he's symbolic of where the Warriors are, which is kind of stuck between whether they think that this big three is still some... You know, major part of this organization from a winning perspective to just have to do with the the brand, with the identity of the Warriors, and where do the young guys fit into it? Because right now they are in disarray. They took their worst loss of the season last night to the New Orleans Pelicans. They've no showed twice in the last two games. They've been beat by a combined 51 points the last two, and it all happened at home in front of Joe Lacob and a Chase Center that brought down booze for the first time that I can remember in back to back games, really in any game during the Stephen Curry and Steve Kerr era. All right, Evan Giddings and Jason Dumas in for Matt Steinmetz and Daryl the Guru Johnson. What's coming up next on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank's full-service banking. No compromises. Hey, it's Moses Moody with the Golden State Warriors. Now back to Steiny and Guru. Thanks, Moses. Well, we know he brings it every single night. He does. Even on bad nights, like one like last night. Last two games. Another guy who's been done a disservice, in my opinion. Moses Moody brings it every night, and he's been the sacrificial lamb for the last two years. Whenever whenever something's not going wrong, uh, Moses, you're going to have to take a back seat. And, uh, yeah, I just... There is... No, nothing that tells me that Moses can't be an impactful player on a really good team. I mean, I'm not talking, he doesn't even have to be a starter on a really good team. Just someone who is in the rotation every night and giving you something to help you win games. Because I see guys around the league who have that type of role, who are that, who aren't as talented as Moses Smoothie. And uh, kudos to him to... You know, having the mental fortitude to not let it affect him too much. You know, he always says the right 
things. He's always ready. He always tells me I stay ready, so I don't have to get ready. So, you know, if it's not here in in the Bay Area, he is going to be a valuable piece to a team for years to come. Well, I don't know if the Warriors were sacrificial lambs last night, but they were certainly lambs for the slaughter against the New Orleans Pelicans. Fell 141-105 to at home. The worst home loss in the Steve Kerr era, and of course the worst loss that Chase Center has seen in front of the owner, Joe Lacob. God and everyone, we're trying to figure this thing out here on 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings and Jason Dumas in for Matt Steinmetz and Gerald the Guru Johnson. A lot of love being poured out from this station to our co-workers, Joe Shasky, of course, Matt Steinmetz, along with uh, Daryl the Guru Johnson. Let's get out. Let's get back to the callers. 888-957-9570 is the number. Also, you can text in the Comcast business text line. Let's go out to Alameda, where Mike's been hanging on. What's up, Mike? How you you doing you're on with ENJ here hey. on good morning good morning everyone I'm enjoying the show um, I wanted to say that I believe that the team is suffering from the Draymond effect the Draymond Green effect and this is what I mean there's not another player in the NBA that could replace Draymond Green on the Golden State Warriors I think everybody is on pins and needles about Draymond. This team is going to go as far as Draymond Green goes. If Draymond can handle the humiliation, if Draymond can handle the pressure from the refs, if he can handle the pressure from other teams and their players and the scrutiny that's going to go into him coming back to this team, because Draymond provides the energy, the backbone, the floor generalness, and the uh, tough-mindedness of the offense and the defense. And that's what gets Draymond going. When, when Draymond is going like that, Clay becomes a better player. Steph Curry is a better player. All the bench and roll players on the team coming off the bench, all the young guys become better players because Draymond covers the areas of weakness that this team is suffering from. There's not another person that can come to that team and give them the boost that Draymond has. And everybody's wondering where this is going to go. Here's my other point. If this experiment when Draymond coming back off his suspension does not work and he he falters, he fails, he continues to bring the team down, then you blow it up. You keep keep Steph Curry, like the last caller said, and you kind of have to get rid of everybody else and rebuild again. You might want to keep Clay, I would never get rid of Clay. I wouldn't want him against me, but I would keep Steph and Clay and build around them. And uh, Kaminga plays better when Draymond is there. Moody plays better when Draymond is there. Even uh, the the second floor general of the second team, um, Chris Paul, you know, then he has a purpose when Draymond is out. But Draymond is the driving force, and the Draymond effect is what's affecting this team right now. Everybody's on a wait-and-see basis because they need him. They need him. And Draymond has to know that. He has to understand, hey, man, you've affected too many games in a negative way on national TV and off of national TV and with your personal stuff. You need to be a professional, grow up, pull your big boy pants on, and let's take care of this. Because you already got rid of one cancer in Jordan Poole because he wasn't falling in line. And I understand that. Thanks, Mike. No, appreciate the call. I'll agree with you here. I do think Draymond has affected the season quite a bit in a negative way. Where I disagree, and you said this earlier, Jason, I wholeheartedly agree with you. This is bigger than Draymond Green. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Green's not going to come back, and all of a sudden the the storm has been quieted. You know, it's going to stop pouring, in the words of Steve Kerr. Like, the rain will continue to pour down. Maybe not in as torrential of a fashion as last night, but Draymond Green's not going to walk back on to that floor, and all of a sudden the Golden State Warriors are going to turn back the clock. No, absolutely not. You know, Draymond, he brings that emotional edge you know when he's not going across the line he brings that edge though and even steve kerr acknowledged that yesterday draymond and chris have been out the floor has been silent and he brings defense obviously still one of the best in the nba on that side of the floor so they need him but what we've seen over this homestand over the last two games is not a is not a problem that Draymond alone is going to solve. 
And, you know, we've been told that everybody is on the table except Steph Curry. I, I disagree with that last caller. I don't. First of all, you can't build a team around Klay Thompson anymore. Klay is a specialist. He's a guy who can help, but that's not who he is anymore. There is no building a team around Klay Thompson at this point in his career. It's Steph Curry and Steph Curry alone and maybe Draymond Green. Draymond Green comes with his own set of circumstances because of his past and what he has done. I mean, he is, he has no more strikes left from the NBA. He does anything crazy again. Like, it's not just going to be a little one-game slap on the wrist. He's going to miss significant time. That's something you got to live with, and that's something you have to ask yourself. Can we afford to have that situation within our organization? And it sounds like they're willing to move forward with that, just from the messaging given to us by Steve Steve Kerr. So you have that and, you know, now you have to decide, can this situation be salvaged this year? Can we win meaningful games this year and make a playoff run after a few moves? If you deem you can, you go out and you start making them as early as today. Mm -hmm. And everybody's on the table except Steph. If you don't believe that you can compete this year with moves that are out there, then you probably look into dumping salaries and just trying to get to a luxury tax number that Joe Lacob is comfortable paying for a 12th place team in the Western Conference. I'm, I'm with you, man. I mean, th- this is an extremely difficult place that the Warriors are in because, and I think the caller also, though I disagree with with a decent amount, I think that he did touch on something that is reflective of where they're at, which is you want to blow it up, but you really can't. Like, you, you can't blow it up. You can't just strip things down and rebuild because you still have Steph on the roster. I think there's still a strong level of commitment to Clay Thompson, even though I think his comments about the booze yesterday might have dug himself a little bit of a hole. Uh, but we've seen that Clay before, the one that kind of lashes out, even this year, even before this year. We've seen that before, and we've heard that from Clay Thompson. I think there is a level of commitment to Draymond Green because you have to at least see what he can bring to the table. I don't think. This is a Warriors organization that's willing to just lie down and roll over and say, well, you know, this season's all for loss. We're going to try and lose some games and tank and maybe even sneak in to that top four area, which currently their pick this year owned by Portland is protected. I don't think that that's in the cards for the Warriors. They don't strike me as an organization that wants to try and just strip things down. But I do think that they need to retool. I do think that a move needs to be made. And as you just heard from Sham Sharania, everything except for Stephen Curry is on the table. But one thing I do want to get back to is the comments from Clay Thompson and Skinny Bob and El Granado wants to talk about what they meant. What's up, Skinny? You're on with Evan and Jason on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, brother? Hey, uh, well, it's sad what's happening. And uh, here I am. Uh, you know, I, I listened to you guys for a half hour and your comments and the audience are great but i'm reading the paper and i turned the game off at uh you know went to a movie at the final quarter i don't know what time <laughs> the thing my dad play, does the I same read, thing <laughs> here's what i read about play in the paper today i should lose sleep over this damn right you should lose sleep over this i mean that's not a comment i want to hear or an ego that i intent to watch all right skinny love you skinny bob but those four letter words are a no-no yeah Uh, they can get us in trouble and cost us some money that's the first i've heard skinny bob drop a a deuce yeah on the air look i I agree with your sentiment (laughs) (laughs) yo and and like i said earlier as like i get it I kind of get where Clay's coming from, but you can't say it publicly. You just can't. And look, if I was in his position, I get it. That's a defense mechanism. Clay, we have seen that defense mechanism for a while. I don't care. Why would I care? I mean, you do care, first of all. We know you care. You cared when Tim asked you about lineup. Combinations, and you automatically accused him of 
telling you to go to the bench, which wasn't even within the line of his questioning. And then you said, why would I care? I mean, it's the same thing. You care. And that's fine to care about something you've dedicated your life doing. Like, that's fine. Actually makes you normal, Clay. Yeah. Um, But you just, you got to read the room, man. Steph, even Steph, he gave such an honest answer. Like, he, he said it, point blank, period. He said, I'm booing myself. Even before that, he said... I don't want to answer this in the heat of the moment completely. That told me that he was kind of pissed too. Like, F these people booing me. He probably thought that a part of him did. You could could kind of tell. But he also has the wherewithal to be like, you know what? They also kind of have a right to feel this way. At the end of the day, yes, we know you guys are human. We know you guys have emotion and are allowed to have your own thoughts about certain things. And you're not robots. But also, the nature of your job is to entertain. That's just the nature of your job. You're entertainers. People pay a lot of money to see you guys perform and do what you do. And because of that, you guys get paid $7 million salaries. Seven-figure salaries. Now, yeah. I, I, I take seven mil, too. Seriously. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying... I'm not saying... I'm not one of those guys where it's like, oh, they're rich. They make all this money. They have to take just whatever we give them and they can't have opinions and emotion and feel stressed. Of course you can, but you guys also, the nature of your job, you know what you're getting into. You're public figures. Your job is to perform and entertain. And when you don't do that, you're going to get criticized. And you know what? Yeah. Sometimes that stinks, but you know, what also doesn't stink that you, you get to play a game for a living. And I know you worked hard to get to this point, but people are going to boo. If you, they, feel like they're not getting the return on their investment you know how much it costs to bring people to golden state warriors games the cheapest tickets last night was like 70 or 80 bucks and that's even going down like but (laughs) for most people just just that median that's like a that's like a paycheck that's like a full bi-weekly paycheck for a lot of people to go to a game with the family of four buy some food get to and from the game, park, that is a decent chunk of change. So if people feel like they're not getting a return on their investment, they're allowed to boo. Yeah. And you should care that they're booing because part of their support is what has uplifted you guys to the point you are. You're superstars. You're superstars because people care about you, so you should care about the product you put on the floor. Things aren't always going to go your way. And I know that the Warriors have been very spoiled. We've, we as fans have been spoiled with the amount of greatness that they've given us in the last decade. And eventually that was going to come to an end. But how you deal with it does say a little bit about who you are. And look, I, I just want to play this, this question and response again because here's the, the quote from last night that's making everyone want to curse on, on radio. Um, you guys have been booed each of the last two home games. Obviously, you're not used to that. Um, how do you care. how do you handle that? Are you supposed to lose, lose sleep over it? I don't know if you're supposed to lose sleep over it, but you are supposed to care. Yeah, def- definitely supposed to care. And and here's here's my and if issue you don't care, it. at least pretend you do. Exactly. <laughs> at least pretend you do. You can go home and, and and talk to Rocco, your dog, or holler at your brother Mikey and be like, I'm fed up with these fans. Like, all we did for them, and they're going to boo me. all we've given them, man. Yeah, go say that to your brother. Go say that to your boy, your dog, whatever. Whoever your outlet is. But be professional and act, act like you care because it's insulting to fans. Like, yeah, you're in a position where you don't have to care, Clay. At this point, you're financially stable. Your legacy is set in stone, rightfully so. So you don't have to care, but you should because it's disrespectful to say that about your fans who have supported you for a decade strong, and a lot of them still do. Had a caller just say we should still build around clay. That's delusional, but that's how much people revere you. That's how much people revere you. And for you to say, I don't care, it's insulting. It is. And I think the 707 from the Comcast Business Text Line hit it right on the head. It's a bad look. Like, here's where I'm at with Clay. And what I... 
I still think that Klay Thompson is a good basketball player, and I think that we've seen throughout this season, even when he's got it going, the Warriors can win games. And Stephen A. Smith came on the station yesterday and told us that you always have to give the Warriors a chance if the Splash Brothers are on fire. And I, I largely agree with that. But but here's what irks me about the I don't care comment about the fans. You cared when you got left off the top 20, the top 75 list. Clay Thompson, you cared when Charles Barkley said you weren't the best player that you used to be. You weren't the same version of yourself, the top two-way player in the world. You cared when... People were coming down your road for shooting sub-30% in October. Sure did. You cared when you were getting DMPs in the fourth quarter and you had to go talk to Steve Kerr after the game about how your body language and the way you're comporting yourself is toxic in the locker room. You cared about that, but you don't care about getting booed? There, to me, is a disconnect there, and that is where I will come down Clay Thompson's road. I do think he cares, but to go out and kind of swing blindly at the fans in response to getting something that was deserved. Back-to-back games, you got embarrassed at home. That's the worst home loss of the Steve Kerr era. You deserve to be booed. And to come out and say, I don't care, is exactly that. A bad look. And that's what frustrates me about what he said last night at the podium. I, 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 I'm with Clay. Look, you've given so much to these people, these fans, this organization, this area. You're in large part responsible for a lot of people making the money that they make, that the Warriors are valued at the valuation that they are. And, of course, addition primarily to Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, and others. But you have to be able to be a professional, and that includes the good with the bad. And more times than not this season, we've seen Clay react to negative criticism and questions about either his future or his play or his productivity or his leadership, whatever you want to say, and he has not responded well. And last night was just another kind of you know, running list a bullet point of, of, of a season that is stacked up in the wrong direction for me. And I'm not saying I don't want him back next year. I actually think Klay Thompson is probably going to get a contract offer from the Warriors, and it's going to be up to him to whether or not he wants to sign it in return. But last night, that's to me why it's so frustrating is you seem to care about things that have to do with Klay Thompson. You don't seem to care about things that have to do with anything outside of Klay Thompson. That's a problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that has been an issue brewing for two years, and people walk on eggshells around Clay Thompson, and nobody really wants to call him out because, one, what he went through with the injuries was devastating, but two, it's just like he's done so much for this organization, so you don't you don't want to seem ungrateful, but Clay has had selfish tendencies for two years now. Like, you know what? When he came back from injury, it was all about him. It was all about him. Who cares that the team was, what, like 18-2 and to start and playing great basketball, and Jordan Poole was, like, blossoming into one of the young stars in the league? I put Jordan Poole up there with Tyrese Maxey and Tyler Harrow, and those Mm -hmm. are incredible players. Jordan Poole was better than both of them, in my opinion. He was. So I got paid more than Hero. (laughs) And then Klay Thompson comes back. Now, I get it it's hard to like it's hard to bottle up some of that emotion that you had coming back after two years i understand that but he was so hell-bent on getting back to what quote-unquote was his standard and where he felt he should be regaining his stature in the league that it ruffled the team a little bit. They struggled when Clay came back. They had to find their footing again. Thankfully, they did, and Steph put them on their shoulders, and Wiggins played out of his mind, and they won an NBA championship. But, you know, like, most most people, if we saw something similar, most coaches would have had the goal, or most players would have had the wherewithal, or it had been a combination of both, to say, hey, Clay, we are rolling right now. This young kid is playing so out of his mind. We would like you to come off the bench and ease your way back into the lineup. No one did that with Clay. Clay, yeah. Clay, Clay had to come back and assert his will on the team. That was selfish, point blank, period. 
over those last two these last two years, Clay has been inserting himself like I have to get back to where I think I am. I want to regain my reputation as who I was before these injuries. I want to be an all-star again. I, I, I. And like you said, Clay seems to care a lot about Clay and when it comes to things specifically about Clay. And he says he's all about winning championships. But it seems like Clay is more about winning championships on his accord. And that's just not the reality anymore. And he's been enabled. No one has been like, Clay, you're coming off the bench. And I'm not saying Clay has to come off the bench right now. But if I was the coach, I'd been like, Clay, we're going to slow roll you back out. And Jordan is starting. Jordan is playing out of his mind. That irked Jordan Poole. Yeah. He's not going to come out and say that. And he still has a great relationship with pretty much everybody on the Warriors outside of Draymond Green. But Jordan was looking around saying, saying the things that I know Moses Moody probably wants to say. How come I'm held to this standard, but these guys aren't? I helped us win a championship too. Like, what's going on here? He's not going to come out and say that. But Clay Thompson has been enabled. Like, what we saw yesterday shouldn't surprise anybody. That comment should not surprise anybody. He shouldn't have done it, and he should have the wherewithal not to say that. But it shouldn't be surprising if you've been paying attention the last two years. 888-957-9570 is the number. Clay Thompson's not the only person that deserves blame for what happened last night. He's not He's not even close. And I do want to get back to a player that has been kind of, I guess, avoided a little bit in this conversation. I want to get into that on the other side. A reminder that you can catch all four hours of Steining and Guru on the free Odyssey app, plus watch us on YouTube and Twitch, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Evan Giddings alongside Jason Dumas in for Matt Steinmetz, Gerald the Guru Johnson. I see you, Dan. I see you, Alan. Please hang on through the other side. 888-957-9570 is the number. We're back after this on 957 The Game. Well, tell us what it is, damn it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 